You know, it's so nice on the, the replay. Is that your phone? That must mean we're live. It's nice on the replay because I can hear the music playing in my head as I'm recording it. You need to come this way. So I had the chairs perfect. Yeah, they were perfect. This, it's the screen is the. This is a little bit. Um, What's up, Steve? Well, hi everyone, and how's everybody doing tonight? Welcome to episode 56. Make sure your volume is all the way up. Um, <laughs> welcome to episode 56 of Car Audio Talk with me and him. Me and him. Yeah. Him and me. Hi from Dallas. What's up, Cody? So today's Done. been a fun day. It's a Monday, yeah. and we've had all the fun Monday things that I can handle. How you doing, Jason? Welcome um, to the show. Oh, hey, Jason. Rose House. Yeah. So as we've talked about several times today, we have a special guest. Yes. And our special guest comes from Amp of um, Amp Global. Amp Global. Get this yes. right because I've been corrected on it way too many times. <laughs> uh, Amp Global is a big partner of ours. We do a ton of their products. We support them as much as we can. And today we have a Mr. Jess Smith on. Yes. We're going to bring him out in a minute or two. But before we do that, how was your weekend? I was good. Yeah. yeah. What'd you do? Uh, family stuff. Dinner with the family. Yeah, supposed to work in uh, my father-in-law truck, but nothing happened. So that's a good thing. Yeah, though. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Just I went to SeaWorld. Oh, nice. I got I got to uh, pull into SeaWorld, and I wasn't disappointed. Protesters out front said, "You know, free Willy, free Willy, <laughs> free Willy," and I'm like, "What's up, guys? I'm going in. They got yeah. my money." Yeah, and of course Haley's ankle was still banged up. How so. is it? Uh, you know, I, I tell you what, she's a trooper, man. She uh, she played Saturday. I, I found a cool YouTube video, or she found a cool YouTube video. Yeah. So I used a whole roll of tape on her ankle. <laughs> she played. You I know. saw a picture that Sue posted. Oh my God, it's horrible, man. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I you know, but she's uh, got. This is her last game is Tuesday uh, of the season, and that's it for her. Her career as yep. far as soccer goes, they have some tournaments, but so she's like, "Yeah, I'm playing." Were you kidding me? It's not. I'm not gonna play. I mean, I'm pretty sure she'd be out That's there. That's the games, man. Yeah. She'd be out. She'd be like spray painted, flesh colored. I'm playing, man. Like I'm that. playing. But yeah, just so, pass me the ball. Pass me the ball. Pass me the ball. Yeah. All right. What's up from Phoenix? Hey, yeah. Chris. Hey, Jeremy. What's going on, Jeremy? We got a Jeremy Dorn in the house. Ooh. Well, since we have Jeremy Dorn is an amp guy, let's bring out our amp guy. Yeah, a little Trump action going on, and I mean that in the sense of not the president, but the actual word. Um, that, well, his it. name is Yeah, I'm not even going to go there. Stay Come out on it. out here, Jeff. Yep. Yay! Yay. And uh, I apparently didn't get the memo on the whole shirt thing. I brought you one just in case. I know, but I'm still not. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to look like we were just like... Hey, it's a yeah. uniform, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. So. I'm going to wear... All right, well, you know, interesting enough, I am wearing an auto-control shirt. Good Which stuff. you you've good had stuff. some help with in the good, past. Good stuff. Audio control, good guys. All right, we'll talk about them in a little bit. So let me ask you. Um, we've been we've been uh, talking about you all day and touting you. Uh, you've been a uh, installer of the year. Yep. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. And you got that for something that that is almost unheard of now. You you didn't win for like building a car, like custom everything. Like you, you won for actually <clears throat> being intelligent about it and, and actually <laughs> integration. Not that those guys don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I don't mean it like that. I mean like 
that we don't see anymore. Now it's like, did you see the car? So you, that was like won. a different yeah, so, technique? Or? So in, in the time frame that, um, well, let's step back a bit. Yeah, yeah, go right ahead. So I won in 2008, 2009 for uh, install a year. But during that time period, integration was becoming a really big thing. So you got to look at now, yeah. in 2018, how much talk there always is about integration in the cars because cars are getting harder. Cars were harder for us then. Oh, yeah. You know, you were dealing with oh, Mercedes yes. and BMWs and all these other cars that had active systems already back in those days. Yeah, and, and summing was just a, uh, what, 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 what do you mean no summing? Joke. Speaking of audio control. And right? that's where, hey, good segue. <laughs> How's it going there? Speaking of so, audio control. So, so 2003, I was working for a shop in Atlanta called Cartoons of Atlanta. And we were the first shop to see a brand new Range Rover, no, I'm sorry, it was 2002, because the vehicle was a brand new 2003. Okay. It was a uh, 2003 Range Rover HSE, and was owned by a football player, and he brought it in, and we were tearing it all apart to look oh, at yes. how to integrate a system, because we did all the ballers, you know, yeah, all the yeah, big yeah. guys in Atlanta. And we're looking at this audio signal, trying to figure it out, because there was no way we were going to replace the radio in the dash of this truck at all, right? No. So we're looking at the amplifier, and I've got my RTA out, and being the audio geek that I am, I'm testing all the circuit, you know, all the outputs from the amplifiers, looking at the signals on the RTA, and I'm like, there's, there's no way we're going to do this. Like, there's no way this is ever going to happen. There. And of you course, have, your boss is going, yeah, you have a high-pass signal, you got a band-pass mid-range signal, you got a mid-bass, you yeah. got, you know, multi... Uh, two-way in the rear door, then you have subwoofers and rear surrounds. Yeah, it was center. ridiculous. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this, and uh, DEI has that little um, lineup hook converter, the little clear plastic one, the yeah, stereo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the real uh, cheap thing. Yeah, really cheap thing. So, And I've used those before to do other little weird things, so I'm like, well, how many of these will it take to sum all these back together? So literally, I probably wound up with maybe ten of them. In this Range Rover wow. to get the signal the way I wanted to, and I'm adjusting the gains left and right to look and look at the RTA and get it all right. And it just so happens that um, Chris Kane uh, from Audio Control, his brother lives in Atlanta and okay. everything else, and he was visiting us because we were an Audio Control dealer. And he was in the bay, and we were talking and everything, and he was like, "What are you doing?" And I showed him what was going on, and it was kind of like, "Oh, that's different, weird, you know." Yeah, that's one of those aha moments. Yeah, it was like that's this is the way cars are coming these days, right. you know. So anyway, a few months later down the road, uh, here comes the LC6, <laughs> you know, and I have, I have a, uh, I have a, sign one. Nice. You know, from, nice. L from the LC6, so it's not like something I invented. I don't want to take that. No, no, no. But, it, but you, you they were the first the to see that this was an issue coming right. in our industry. Yeah, the whole active systems and the reason to go summing. Now, do you uh, feel? Create. Do you feel that you were part of that? That they they started doing that? Yeah, I, I definitely feel that. I, I mean, I was one of the reasons. I mean, I'm sure there are many other shops and installers that they visit and they see the problems that they're going through. Yeah. That's just like any company that's, uh, you know worth their salt is they see what installers are going through and they make products like dash kits and radio pro and you know all the things alarm companies make you know from di you know they look at all the different yeah needs that are out there you know when jail came out with stealth boxes you know there was a need for a base you know and they I, wanted I like, to put it in like certain places you the, know so. the uh this like the kitchen fiberglass kitchen sinks they made you know. Oh, the triplate, the ISO plates and yeah. triplates. Yeah, 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 the fiberglass. Those, yeah. yeah, the fiberglass. Those, those things still go for good money. Oh, dude, they were awesome. I actually just offered a guy two hundred fifty bucks for one the other day, and he turned me down. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they, it's that's sad. It's a uh, it's more levels. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, okay. So fast forward a little bit. Um, you decided that the install life was uh, not for you, and you decided to go to the other side of the counter. Kind kind of sorta. Uh, okay. Yeah. So when I decided to get, well. Just go all the way back. Oh, we'll go way back. <laughs> Let's go back all the way back. back. You're right here, man. You want the whole story? Yeah. So, get it. Um, so I got started in the industry. In so Zach right here is telling us just got my uh, two teeth Ti three X subs last week. week. Can't wait to mess with them. Yeah, so that's cool. The new subs, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I got my start in the industry in 1990. So like you, I'm 28 years in. Yeah. You know, yeah, so thanks. it's it's been a long time, but I enjoy every bit of it. I've actually tried. To, I don't know if you've tried to get out. No. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, I did. I did the rep thing for. A little I bit actually tried to get out. Went to school. Got all of my Microsoft certifications. A plus, A, a plus, Net plus, MCSE, MCNA, Novell. I mean, all that stuff. So I'm good with computer stuff. She lost me at Windows. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I fell right. Yeah. I heard. I heard. <laughs> so yeah, I tried to leave, and the job market just wasn't the same. Because believe it or not, and people don't understand that working in car stereo it's not just speakers and amps and stuff you walk into a shop and leave your car for a while no. we actually create a craft you know it's it's beyond just a, a rinky dink kids job i mean well no dude we're, we're both grown men yeah, and, yes, you know, yes. kids and everything else yes you know, and, it, bills. and it's 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 paid for a house it's paid for cars it's paid for haley's college you have Two kids, three kids, two, one of your own, like for like for Fernando, yeah, he got an instant yeah. family and one of his own. Yep. So, so I mean, yeah, big situation. It, so it pays I mean, it's, it's real jobs. Like yeah, like I said, I got started in 1990 and worked my way around being the shop grunt, you know, figuring things out and actually oh, yeah. learning to get in cars. Uh, got started in Birmingham, Alabama, um, with a shop called uh, Audio Systems, um, and the guy I never. He's still a good friend of mine, still installing mic hall. Uh, one of the, the very first thing that was like, here, we want to do this, and it was a Radio Shack alarm for a car. Oh. You remember those with just a red and green button? Yeah. Yeah, so that was like one of those things where you go, God, I'm going to kill myself. Cause Mine was an Excalibur. I, I never wanted We We sold Excalibur. Remember the red ones? The yep. L, the was seven. And they had the nine-volt backup battery on mm -hmm. the side of it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was here. Uh, we need this. Could you go put this in? Because uh, all the other guys are busy. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Let me get my tools out of my car. I'll put that yeah, in. Arms are totally different back then. But yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I'm sorry. Luis, say hi from Portugal. Hi, Luis. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, guest started in 90 and um, worked through that shop for a few years, met a bunch of guys, started doing competitions. Uh, we were mainly USAC guys back in the day. Then we started traveling over to Atlanta to go and uh, do the their Hi-Fi Buys. It was a big chain yeah, store. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Doing a lot of IASCA shows. Met tons of guys in the industry, still friends with a lot of these guys, and decided to go work over there with those guys. We pretty much, you know, me and my crew from Alabama, we outgrew our surroundings. and uh, Which is understandable. Yeah, I mean, we decided to, you know, go... Uh, to Atlanta where the market was bigger and they were doing a lot more cooler cars and everything was more advanced. So at one point in time in my career, I was actually working at two shops at the same time. I was working at Audio Systems in Birmingham and then in Anniston, Alabama is where I met this group of guys from a shop called Sound Effects. Okay. So mm -hmm. Scott Harris, Shane Haynes, uh, Glenn Woods and all these other guys. Met them at shows and they pushed me to go even further 
than where I was, yeah, you know, well, at the good. shop I was already at. So with those guys, you know, pretty much decided it was time to, you know, go to the next step, which was in Atlanta, working for uh, Hi-Fi Buys. And at Hi-Fi Buys, I really grew. I went from, you know, always helping out in the bay to sales managing, assistant store manager, 12-volt manager, all that stuff. And I kind of built my little team and crew uh, so we were able to just bang out all kind of cars. Uh, met a bunch of cool guys there, uh, Doug Potter, Billy Brown, um, Pete Major. I mean, there's tons of other guys, Matt Turner, tons of guys that were super cool, uh, installers and sales guys, and we bonded and made, like, really good um, things and great cars in Atlanta. <clears throat> then uh, that turned into me leaving there, going to American Radio for a short period of time, Left American Radio, went to cartoons, cartoons for a while, and I now there are multiple cartoons. Yeah, yes. cartoons yes. of <laughs> cartoons of Atlanta. Yes. At that point in time, they were in Sandy Springs. Now they're a little bit further north than yeah. Roswell. Okay. Um, those guys are awesome. Still around. Still great friends with all those guys. But uh, in 2004, um, I pretty much had the uh, hey Miguel epiphany to uh, open up my uh, what's up, Ada. Yeah. Oh, there it is. With an evil eye. <laughs> He's, he wants me to come and do his show too. You guys are close, and I travel a lot, so it was just easy to come and see you guys. But I'm yeah, coming I mean, to do you, your show. You, Adam. you literally live spitting distance. Yeah. I run yeah. past yeah. your house yeah. Yeah. every Thursday. I'm like, oh, oh so I'm so. sure he's like, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at the end of 2004, I uh, finally got the notion to uh, open up my own store. So I opened up uh, my first shop, Audio Designs. Of Atlanta then Stockbridge Georgia and me and I started in my house because they had to build a building and everything yeah yeah and, you know me and my my boy Calvin we uh we built some crazy stuff out of that store and then I slowly got the rest of my crew Dave Dobson Brian Lowe James Stanton we all became the go-to shop I mean we had cars coming from Seattle cars coming from Maryland yeah Texas I mean everywhere we're building SEMA cars CES cars I mean every magazine we were putting cars in magazines like every other month I'm writing articles. What's up, Dave? You know, running NB Courts competition team, excuse doing the. Uh, well, Ed is not going to cut you any slack. No, no excuse. Excuse, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, been around for a long time. There's, you there's know, no MFs on this show. I'm going to tell you right now. There's oh, no yeah. F bombs. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we keep. I invite Ed to come do it anytime he wants. So, yeah. but we got to keep the F bombs. Kids watching. Kids watch the show, yeah. so we can't do the cuss words. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, his show's private, so they can cuss all night long. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the competition scene was a big part of you know me growing up. You What's know, up, Dan? Go meeting, ahead. Yeah, meeting yep. guys. You know, we were MTX guys. We were big MTX Thunder Force from the beginning. Yeah, you know that was part of that history from Alabama to Georgia and everything else, and just building on the whole sound quality side of it. You know, Jason Plank, Scott Roark, Mark Eldridge. You know, all those guys really took us in and taught us a lot of really cool things. Um, but anyway, when I opened up my shop and we became that really small go-to shop and we start getting the attention of a lot of different people in places and we just kept growing with it so from, yeah from there went to the larger shop uh, cars of Atlanta I worked for the guys up at sound so sensation you closed for a while shop, or yep. you just, you just closed it. yeah we had a really bad break-in and it ruined like so many things and the insurance company screwed yeah, us and everything yeah. it happened tragedy in yeah yeah so anyway yeah I did a did a stint at uh, car at sound sensations in Marietta with the whole Vickers crew we, were, we ran their custom shop we basically took our small shop put it in their shop and did a bunch of really cool cars up there. And then uh, broke off from them, went back to uh, doing the shop thing and doing the rep thing. Um, even back when I had audio designs, I was doing all the um, external or international training for Zapco. So okay. John Borges and uh, Bob and uh, 
his son uh, Regani over at Zapco, we were doing tons of Zapco. We were always doing the brands that were uh, the niche brands. Yeah. That made us a bunch of money, that were really good uh, <laughs> brands that you couldn't, couldn't shop with everybody else. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, that's so, what they were back then. Yeah, we were the know? image on the I mean, we didn't, we didn't but there that, wasn't even an internet to worry about. But it was, it just, was No, the internet was around because that's how we really got our names out there. Oh, okay. Because we were doing what everyone does so now. Year, what were we, like, 2000? 2005. Okay, so yeah, yeah we had internet. Right, 2004, yep. 2005. So we were yep. doing posting pictures on Beamer forums. Yep. That was, like, a big part of our business. We did a bunch of BMWs. Um, people were driving like everywhere. The guys from uh, BSW, Bavarian Soundworks, we worked with those guys. We did a lot of their kits. They're major guys now, but they started in Marietta, Georgia, at Hi-Fi Buys, you know, right, with us, right. little guys out of their garage that blew up into major companies. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I've been in the industry for a while. Started with Zapco. That was my first real big manufacturing job, kind of, you know, out of the shop, doing international training for that. That was big. Then went to my tech. Uh, MTX, Extant, yeah. Acoustic, yep. all those guys, two wires. Yep. Um, yeah, we competed on their Team X1, Team Thunder Force, Team Extant, Team Heavy Core. The, the Science like, Project Amplifier is what I always call them. The no. Science Project. Pull <laughs> that top Extent off. Extant was, was unstoppable back in the day. Man. Well, that was that was a Sound of Ice brand here. So Oh, like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah Sound of Ice here was Hi-Fi Buys in Atlanta. Yep. Yeah. And Tweeter and Brimmar and all those other brands around the country. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was throwing some love. Oh, yeah, we yep. love you too, Ada. And Jason, Jason Janita, that's one of my good yep. guys. Okay. And uh, Jeremy said keep it PG-13. Yeah. We, we like to keep it just straight up PG. <laughs> What's up, <laughs> Johnny? Uh, Jason say, tell Jeff, Jason, say his stories are older than the hymn. Uh, yeah. Jason. <laughs> Jason Janita. Yeah. Um, okay, so you worked, you worked for MyTech, which is those guys. Um, yeah. And then somehow you worked your way into working at Amp of America. Yeah, so um, one of the guys I met when I had my shop, uh, Ken Wiseman. Who, oh, yeah, Ken. Yeah, he used to work with us at Amp, and now he's over oh, at Alpine. Fine. He, um, he was Good the, job on the truck, by the way. Oh, nice. yeah, That felt yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Ken's not watching the show, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he wants to yeah. on his truck. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so Ken, uh, Ken was working for Electromedia at the time, Hertz Audison. Guys, yep. I was mm -hmm. the first Hertz Audison dealer in the state of Georgia. Um, in 2006, and Ken, Larry Frederick, Larry Penn, all the big yep. guys at Electromedia back then. Anyway, made good friends with all those guys. So anyway, when Ken left Electromedia and came to AMP, um, he was like, dude, they, they need help. They need help with like audio. They need right. help with like really rebuilding this whole PG brand. That's why he was leaving to go to AMP to rebuild the PG brand, because he took the Hertz Audison brand when it first came to the U.S. and built it up, and they were massive and really taking over. So he's wanting to build the whole PG brand, and he was like, we need to figure out a way to get you down here. So just over a period of time, it kind of finally worked out, and I came in as being a specific product trainer. Was, I was the only trainer yeah. for AMP at the time, and that was the, the end of 2013. So now uh, I am... Which, just to Fernando conveniently pointed out, that's when he actually started a five-star. Yeah. Oh, was the, I in started the in 2013? Yeah, he goes, because he, he was going over today, he was like, hey, did you know Jeff started at AMP in 2013? I was like, apparently he went and searched your bio last night. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was, honestly, I was trying just to see, because um, they say you, uh, you're you nominated uh, inside of the year mm -hmm. for six years in a row, and in 2008, 2009, you won. Right. So, yeah, so yeah, that installer of the year thing back in the day, like, you would get nominated... Uh, anonymously, 
Where right. now you have to nominate yourself. Mm-hmm. Or back in the day, you know, I mean, you'd open up installation news and everything else. I want to nominate myself. Yeah, mobile yeah. electronic installation news turned mobile electronic and everything else. So yeah, anyway, yeah. you would see your name in there, and all of a sudden it's like, ah, you know, my name's in the magazine. I right. got someone nominated me as installed a year. Right. So. I got nominated for Installed Year many, many, many years and was always thankful and appreciative of that when I got my store nominated still and got uh, Retail of the Year, nominated for Retail of the Year, um, top 50 stores and all that stuff, audio designs. But the year before, in 2007, 2008, I got nominated for Top 100, made hey, Top Mike. 50, made Top 10, and I could not continue because my father was sick. My father had just had... Um, a stroke and a heart attack. Uh, okay. He was in the hospital, and we were in the middle of building two Tahoes for Major League Baseball in Atlanta, and I just couldn't. I there was no way. I had too much going on. I had to put everything down to go deal with my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I had to tell Solomon I had to pull out because of that reason, and you know, I had already done my top ten submission and everything else, so I had to pull out. So the following year, I got nominated again, and uh, I won. It works out. Yeah. Nice, nice. So. Yeah. So. What's up, Teddy? Uh, I'd say uh, talk talk real about the, how much harder it was for me, uh, minorities, to get ahead of the 12 volts out of the bay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a... What's okay. up from Kali? <laughs> see, Eileen, she works for us, too. She's an engineer at Echo Master. Oh, okay. Everybody's oh, nice. popping up to watch tonight. So, that, that's out. actually a funny... It's, okay, so... Adam brings up an interesting point when he's talking about how hard it was for minorities to get into this, and, and for one to be taken seriously, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's ironic because we sit in this room right now, okay? And we have Fernando, that's yeah. from Mexico City. Yeah. Um, we have you. That's, I, that's, I, 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 am, I actually classify as Mexican. You're, so. you're, you're darker than me. <laughs> okay. And then you have me that's blending in with the box behind right. my head. Yeah. So, to, to me... I, I feel yes, that is correct. The industry has changed a lot, and and for me, growing up in this industry was probably a lot different than you growing up in this industry. Yeah. So imagine this. Imagine a kid that I spent a lot of time growing up and moving back and forth with my family from down south to New York and everything yeah. else. So imagine a kid that is. I always think outside the box. So I was. I came up in a different way than a lot of other kids that I lived around. So I raced BMX, uh, I skateboarded, right. you know, skateboard, you know, I mean, I did RC cars. I mean, I did all the other non-typical stuff. You, you, you could call them white <laughs> you throw, you, you, throw, you, know, you throw me a basketball, and I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? Because okay, everything football, you just I'm described, like, I was like, because sh- okay, okay. it, it's yeah. funny you mentioned the BMX, because we were, we were talking about bikes once, and, and you were talking about, yeah, and I was like, I was thinking, you know, bikes, you're like, you know, like Nathan, Speedos, and, uh, oh, you know, no, no, no. and then he's like, oh, no, man, I ride BMX. I'm like, yeah. okay, uh, you need to go to Oldsmar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, RC cars. Yeah, you're right. That was not a typical, not a typical uh, way to grow up. Yeah, for sure. thing for a dazzling young urban knight like myself. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So like Ada said, you know, how hard is it? So, kind of the mentality that I had to uh, take on uh, earlier in my install career was uh, growing, starting that career in Alabama. Yeah. Okay. So not necessarily to speak bad about that. 
that was my formative years. Oh, and I was real able quick, to... uh, Mike Eckley is uh, stroking you off right there. Oh, oh yeah. What's up, Eckley? <laughs> <laughs> You're the reason why he's there. Yeah. He is. Uh, yeah, he is. Okay. Uh, I got he's like, hey, okay. Hey, oh, all right. Well, there you go. All right. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. So anyway, uh, um, yeah. It was a situation where I was the only non-white person in my shop. Oh, I don't doubt that for a minute. And almost every sport, activity, any job as far as that goes, um, I was the only until I brought someone else along. Right. You know, um, when I first went to cartoons in Atlanta, uh, I was the first that they ever hired. Um, anyway, it, it, it always boiled down to one thing. I always felt like I had to work harder. Yes. Better. Oh, no, faster, that's true. not necessarily faster, but I always had to turn out a more quality product, and prove myself based upon my awesome skin tan that I have. I know, and, right? and I don't have that. So I have freckles. But that being said, I never used that as a crutch ever in my audio career. Correct. But it's funny, even back then to this day, people speak to me on the phone, or they've talked to me on the internet. And it was rare that I'd ever post a photo of myself on the internet back then, right? So, or even they would talk to me on well, the I mean, phone. Let's be honest. Jeff Smith. <laughs> I mean, you know, very basic names. So yeah, I, I'm Jeff Smith. So How if you see you? my name on a resume, you're not going to go, oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Daquan G. No, yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Now, it's funny, too, because, like, for, for me, my first, I, the first guy I worked for was Greek. Mm -hmm. Okay, and he was straight up Greek, you know? And I'm like, I, I was I was the odd man out because I was I was the white guy, mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, everyone comes in, they're all blah, 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 Greek, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm white, you know. And then I come and I work for Paul, who's there again, straight off the boat, Indian, right? And I'm like, I'm used to it. I'm like, I, you know, I, yeah, I'm just I'm just the white. It, yeah. And it's funny though because, in even both of those situations, it was like, yeah, yeah you're the owner, right? Like, no, no, it's th those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys are so, so let me tell you a couple funny stories. So one of the one of the funniest things that happens a lot, and it still happens to this day, is people will go, "Hey, when I first had my shop, yeah, talk to me on the phone, or I would work at anyone else's shop." Be like, "Yeah, I talked to Jeff on the phone, and you know, I'm supposed to come in to get an estimate, or you're supposed to look at my car, or whatever else." I'm like, "Okay, I'm Jeff," and they're like. No, 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 no. Uh, Jeff, the white guy, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> hey, you know, no. only only one Jeff Larry, here. Yeah, no, you know, no, Larry, Larry's the white guy. People think he's funny. <laughs> he's a real estate investor, and he makes a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that would happen a lot, and yeah. probably one of the worst things that ever happened was um, this is when I was working at uh, Audio Systems. Um, I had a lady with a Jaguar. This is how old this was. Okay, Jaguar, Jaguar and we were doing. She came in, and mm -hmm. I helped her. And I sold her a Sony 10-disc FM modulated CD changer for her Jaguar. Okay. All right. Our shop at the time had two bays. We did wheels and tires and everything else. And Tommy Heitch, the guy who they install out in the bay, he's like knee-deep in building something out in the bay. And I tell the lady, I'm like, okay, well, we signed, you know, we did all the paperwork. She wrote a check and everything else. And I go and hand all the receipt and everything to the boss who's sitting in his office, who's an Indian guy as well. Go figure. Um, the Shinars from that whole area. Anyway, yeah. um, and I tell the lady, okay, if I can get your keys, I'll go ahead and pull your car around so we can get started. And she goes, um, excuse me? And I'm like, yeah, if I can get your keys, we can pull it around and get your CD changer installed. And she goes, you're going to drive my car? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, Morgan Freeman drove the shit out of his <laughs> So, I mean, I'm, I got this covered, man. Right. So, and it, it, it took me a second to realize what was happening yeah, because yeah. that's not how I think, right? Yeah. So, and I realized what was going on, and she sees Tommy through the little windows at our shop. And she's like, "Can is there any way he can drive yeah, my car? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, um, no, he's in the middle of working on something right now. Right, know? right. So, literally, no joke, the lady was like, I'd feel a lot better if he drove my car around to work on it. So, I just kind of like walked out of the bay, walked out of the showroom into the bay and stood there for a second. Said all kinds of stuff in my head, but yeah. I'm like, okay, I got to keep my, got to keep it together. So, I walk into the office and I'm talking to, I close the door and I talk to Johnny. I'm like, Johnny, look. I just sold this lady to see. He goes, yeah, I got her check. He goes, she doesn't want me to drive her car. And he goes, what? It's like, yeah, she doesn't want me to drive her car. And he goes, mm, okay, I'm gonna let you handle this. This, this is, uh, I'm gonna stay out of it and let you handle it. So I walk back out and I tell the lady, I said, ma'am, is it a issue that I drive your car in, or is it just an issue you don't want your car damaged or anything else? And she just said, hmm. I, I just prefer for him to drive my car in. But it was okay for you to pay me and talk to me and we went over everything else. Right. You just don't want me driving your car. I said, okay. I said, well, l let's just do this. And I got her check back and I gave her check back to her. And I said, we, we don't have to do your car. You, you can just leave. You know, appreciate you coming in. We don't have to do your car. And she just gave me this look like, I need to speak to your manager of owner, whoever else. And he immediately came right out and defended me. And she was just like, Bubble, you know, just going off and, you know. Right. Anyway, long story short, we didn't do her car. <laughs> and, like, from that day on, you know, that was just one of those experiences that... Yeah, sticks with you for sure. Unfortunately, I don't think you'll ever... No. ...get that. Um, you know, and not, I don't know not, if you've ever had experiences yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, it's and, it's, yeah, yeah, you just let it roll off your back, you know? And next thing you know, here comes a well, on Matco guy. He takes my money just like he takes your money every yeah, week, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, Fernando will tell you, I take everything personally. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. If, if that would have been me for any reason, I'd have lost my... My mind would have just exploded and Oh, shoot. no, and, and we but, have few customers. They came over here and they started, you know, doing bad things and Dean just losing it you know yeah. just losing and it's like listen uh, we don't need your business I mean right. we give you customer service for this and this and this if you don't want to I mean that's fine yeah you know? but I will, I will tell you okay not to go down this rabbit hole but this <laughs> this is more of a funny story than, than yours yours was utterly depressing and, 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 and it's like that sucks yeah. and of course me, being me, I would have said to the lady, I would have said, oh, you want him to drive your car? Dude, he barely has a driver's license. He's got 32 points at his license. Right? I pulled yeah. him out of the, he was drunk as ass. We don't let him drive cars, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, let me go hand him the keys. Yeah, not to mention, yeah. Tommy was a big dude. Big, yeah, I know, oh, yeah, 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 dude, yeah. sweated a lot. Yeah, the 360-pound guy. Yeah, Tommy yeah. was a big guy, when he so went getting in a, that car was going to be difficult he, anyway. He's so. the guy that when he goes to put in a car, he sits on the ground and he pulls the car up next yeah, to him. Yeah. I had one of those guys. Those guys are great. I used to work with a guy, High Five Buys, this crazy story, named Kevin McCoy. <laughs> this has nothing to do with racial issues. But he was a big guy. <laughs> but he was always the guy that loved to work on Miatas. Yeah. He was a big dude. Oh, he'd be yes. hanging in the Miata. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was always funny. Oh. Yeah. Go, so we see. have these cool magnetic lights, uh, saber lights, mm -hmm. that we use in the show. Yep. And uh, Fernando was putting a backup camera in, and he stuck it underneath the car, and he left it on the car. Dodge Ram. Now this is like 100 bucks yeah. a piece. Mm -hmm. yeah. Guy drives all the way home to St. Pete Beach, calls me back and says, Hey, I just closed my garage door, and there's light coming from underneath my car. Yeah. Is that yours, or is that that Mexican's? 
<laughs> a Mexican helper. A Mexican helper. Oh. A Mexican helper. And I go, I go, it's mine. He goes, all right, well, I'll get it back to you. If it was his, though, I don't know if I'd bring it back. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's okay, yeah. But this guy, okay. This guy was trying to be funny. He's one of those older guys that thinks shit like that's cool. I'm sorry, stuff like that is funny and it's okay. Yeah. And dude, I will tell you this: he he put it in a box and he shipped it back to us. Yeah. Wow. He paid the shipping he paid and everything. To, to ship it was back. hilarious. So he's a great guy, and I and I actually had to sit in his car and show him how to use the radio. But you know, he's one of those guys that you know he comes in and he goes. Hola, little Mexican guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, you're just like... And I'm like... I'm just sitting there hey, going, this world gonna, is yeah. so different than yeah. it used to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Because oh, yeah. it's like, no. But yeah, and, yeah, and the crazy thing is that some people don't even realize that they're doing it. Oh, Haley's. Yep, okay. Yep. Yeah, some people don't even realize that they're saying certain things that may offend people. So, you know, now that... I'm at AMP no longer. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We offend, well, we, we have fun. We have fun at work, but we, yeah. we do it tastefully. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. It's, oh, it's we'll not, go here, too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of that gets edited out. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're caught up. We know who you are now. Yep, yep. Uh, and, we, and we know you've had a bad experience in an install bay with a very rude woman and attend the CD. It is what it is. <laughs> oh, you know, it's funny you mentioned. Made me stronger. It's, did, you ever, did, you ever, did you ever watch YouTube? Yeah, yeah, we have this little show. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, watch you guys. Um, all the time. <laughs> there's there's another guy uh, out of New Zealand, uh, Karate, etc. Yeah, yeah. And uh, James, and he just got done working on the Jag, and, he, he, and uh, <sighs> I realized what I say. Huh? Bill Bauer. Okay, real quick, Bill Bauer, right there mm -hmm. underneath Mike Eckley. Yep. That's the guy I was just talking about. That he would sit down next to the car and pull the car next to him. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> Bill's the man. Um, anyways. Uh, he wor we worked together for years. It was great. Um, anyway, so Mike, or uh, I'm sorry, James just got done working on a Jag. It was like mm -hmm. a three-part episode, and the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm watching. This might be like the last car he works on because his owner's getting ready to sell the shop. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, could you not think of a worse car to have to work on before you were like, I'm going to be done with selling and doing car audio. Hey, guess what? Here's a Jag. No, I'm done. <laughs> Screw this car. I mean, no way, man. It's like, oh, I the last car I get to work on as an installer is a Jag? Uh, what did I work on last time? That's the car I got to work on last right? time as yeah. an installer. Yeah, there's oh. certain cars you just don't want to work on. You remember the Subaru Brat? Oh, yeah. Oh, I had the remote control car. I remember having to put a radio in one of those. That was one of the early cars you had to cut oh, yeah. from a shaft to a din. Oh, yeah. Those were great. And all the Chevy Silverados. Oh, dude, dude. I, I, okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. check this out. I was uh, I was at ABS. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any ABS. I was like, we need, we need some plastic. The only piece of plastic I had that was black was a VCR case. <laughs> okay? No kidding. Took a black VCR case. Cut it down. Cut it down. Made a trim ring. Boom. There you go. Rock on, man. Yeah, that was, God, that was fun. That was a long time ago. Um, hey, Rick Booth says hi. What's up? Yep. All right, so. Rick, what's up, dude? So, let's talk about Amp Global, because we're here. That's why we have you here. Um... Let's start with Amp Pro because Amp Pro is honestly probably the coolest. Like you know, if you're, if I have to sit back and think of things in the car audio that has really evolved into something that we've always talked about, mm -hmm. um, and and I'm sure you've had conversations with people years ago about Amp, you know, the, the concept of Amp Pro. Mm -hmm. I mean, Nathan. We all know Nathan. I, yeah. I, him and I, you know, we, we hang out, and we've had this conversation many a times. And he would just look at me like, well, what, okay, so what do you want this thing to do? Yeah. You know, and 
but it exists now, and it, and it exists fast. So, so let's step back for a second. So, at Amp, we are different from most other cardio companies because we have so many brands under our umbrella. Yes. Right. So we have the ability to you know mix and match things and be able to take all the minds and make really cool products. So Amp Pro, which is the amplifier integration piece for amplified uh, smart amplified systems, uh, is actually a second coming. So the previous version was the Pack C2As. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So that was a really cool piece, way ahead of its time. Um, and then the cars developed even more, which made Amp Pro be a true viable product. So right. what Amp Pro does, if people don't know, Amp Pro is a plug-and-play T-harness uh, with an interface that allows you to add a. I'm sorry. Allows you to take the two-channel fixed audio out of a factory amplifier before I'm sorry out of a factory head unit before it goes into an amplifier and turn that into front rear sub out 4 volt or 5 volt and even have the option for plug in optical uh, output as Tosh well link. Yeah. toss link out right and a base knob and a base and knob, knob and a box and yeah. retaining <clears throat> everything everything backup so, sensors bluetooth in those particular GPS. vehicles there's no longer a need for this yeah. Summing devices. Yeah, we don't right? have to do summing. Yeah, so you don't have to spend all that time cutting wires, adding load resistors, having to figure out which signal is high pass, which signal is band pass. If it's a Ford and you figure out, unfortunately, after customers blown up four sets of tweeters, you can't sum the sub signal into the uh, tail channels in order to sum them. You know, just things like that. So, Chris Bannon, nice shirts. Oh, oh, Chris, <laughs> minor controls. I just yeah. want to say, Chris, I just want to say, buddy. Wish I yeah. had one of those nice shirts. No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's shipping me something here soon. I'll have him throw, throw Jeff one in the box. I'll, I'll, I'll see my knowledge best again. Oh, uh, there you go. Jason, Jason is a cool guy from um, Stereo King. Yeah, Stereo uh, King is yeah. a good guy. So yeah. yep. so Good customers of ours. He want yep. to know uh, when the Chevy Ampro will be out. Jason, slow down. We're getting to that. <laughs> just, just slow down. We're, there's, there's a method to my interviewing here. Yeah. You know, so give me a minute. Yes. Um, so Ampro is, like I say, is really awesome. It makes installing amplifiers in these cars a breeze where it would normally take you before four well, to six hours. Let's not, let's not, not talk about speed. Because okay. speed speed is not necessarily an issue here. I mean, I know the ad. Let's get to drinking beer and all that fun okay. stuff. Right? Yeah. Um, it's the best. It's the it, way to get the best audio yes. sound possible. Yes. Let, let, let's let's talk about the quality aspect of it, not okay. necessarily speed. Because at the end of the day, everyone says it's fast, and I've seen guys that have tried to do videos to show how fast it was, and at the end of the day, it was like you're not doing anything. You know, our right. videos like. Half hour, forty-five minutes long, and we yeah, speed is not. I mean, you go breaking panels and things yeah, like yeah. that. Speed so is not necessarily, but it, it's it, the tool for the job, right? Um, so, yep. Amp Pro exists now, mm -hmm. and it has allowed us to what I like to refer to it as taking a factory radio and give it that aftermarket preamp section we always wanted. Exactly. And so now you don't have to get rid of your big eight-inch. You don't have to get rid of your Sync Three. You don't have to get rid of your JBL system. Um, but there's a lot of struggle with it because it's still a developing product. Correct. So we currently have three Chrysler platforms. We have uh, shipping as of today. Shipping, today. shipping as okay. of today. Yeah. We have three Chrysler platforms. We have two Toyota. I'm sorry, two Ford platforms, one Toyota, and <laughs> I have to agree with Ada. It says uh, C2A was the death sentence for Chrysler. <laughs> yeah, that was a nightmare. And. Uh, the GM piece that we've been showing, the new AP4 GM61, will start shipping, I want to say, the beginning of Q2. Okay. Well, I'm okay. sorry, Q2 if they don't understand that. Quarter two. 
Yeah. The, the GM quarter. piece. Yeah. GM piece. So that be June. GM sixty one. Yeah. No. Like eight. Like April. April. Oh, April. okay. Oh. I, I always think January, March. First I always quarter. think of the quarter first. as the yeah. end of the quarter. No, no, no. Because everyone that says <clears throat> it'll be out second quarter usually is like the day before third quarter. Actually, what's really cool is that. If people don't understand how electronics work, so Chinese New Year just hit. Yes, April. And everything shuts down for electronics companies. No, like two weeks ago. Okay. All right. Yes. And that's, yeah. in order for us to get the uh, GM module and keep it on schedule, so Tony Tosillo, yes. that works for us, one of our engineers, uh, engineering techs at AMP, he has actually been soldering, hand soldering all these pieces. We well, did send him to school for that. Yeah, he is a certified uh, soldering <laughs> oh, wow. technician and all this stuff. But yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, all of our engineers at uh, AMP are really good guys. And, so let's, uh, this piece is going to be pretty cool. All right, so let's take this back a minute and, and try to wrap our heads around some of the concept of, of what has allowed this to happen. So Dodge uses a certain data bus um, that you guys had to basically develop into. Mm -hmm. um, Ford mm -hmm. uses a data bus mm -hmm. of their own. Toyota uses the biggest nightmare data bus of yeah, their the own, bus, yep. and then Chevy uses a totally different data bus. Most bus. Yeah. Most bus. So it's not like you could make one piece that would just magically work in all these cars. Right. You, yeah, you guys so had. To that's the difference between us and other guys is we don't do the whole here's one box and flash it. We try to be specialized and make sure we cover every possible scenario that's going to happen. In that particular platform or vehicle, right. So that's why with the Chryslers, you have three different models. You have a C8 AP4 CH21 for your low-speed can cars, 41 for your high-speed can cars, and the MS. I'm sorry, in the AP4 CH31 for your dual can cars that include, yes. you know, like the Maserati Ghibli and all right. those weird mm -hmm. gear Chrysler, Chrysler vehicles. Yeah. You know, and then the then you have Ginger the Ale, Toyota. Yeah, the Toyota covers uh, some Lexus platforms as well. Yeah, none yeah. of the Lexus with um, factory navigation because that is we found out uh, most bus as well, like like yes. GM. Right. So yeah. we're having to develop a new uh, now a new piece for Toyota vehicles and Lexus that have not Toyota. So let's talk about Lexus. let's talk about most bus mm -hmm. now. Okay, so. Just like Apple, if you want to, if you want to put Apple on anything or iPod certified, <coughs> most bus you have to be most bus certified in order to make products for their cars. So right. I mean, just the certification alone and the tools required is a, is a big investment for. Yeah. I mean, granted, the reward is is hopefully worth it, but it's a huge investment that that Amp had to make. Yeah. And of course, then the engineers had to be trained to develop for most. Yep. I mean, they're both smart guys, so, yeah. you know. I mean, so, yeah, Greg Kohler um, and Mike Lake and all of our other, uh, Gary Mazur, all of our other engineers uh, on the pack side, uh, they had to be most certified in order to be able to uh, work, so, yeah. yeah, to be able to yeah. even understand this stuff. Right. Um, I think it's, like, called the most consortium or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of money that we have to invest every time there's any type of new data bus structure out there. Uh, if it's not something we can pick up on already, but something like that, you cannot. A real company is not going to make Apple products that aren't certified. That aren't yeah, certified. Yeah. Correct. There's just yeah. no way around it. Or, Whereas yeah. Android, there you don't. You could be an Android developer here at Five Star. You know, right. I mean, you don't have right. to have any particular certification. Right. That's the hardest thing about Apple and Android, is that those of us who are Apple. I'm diehard Apple guy. I know you're an Apple no, guy. No, not well, me. Not me at all. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, you're an Apple guy too. And uh, when you take an Apple device, whether you're here in Clearwater, Florida, 
you're in Vancouver, Canada, you're in Iceland, you're in yeah, South Africa. Matter. It's the same regardless. Android can be different from you to me to here to, you know, Hooters across the street. You know, right. it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, Android is, a, is not a, a sort of, it's not the same. No, it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a uh, mixed bag So, yeah, so vehicle stuff. platforms are the same way. You know, we have to be uh, on top of our game whenever it turns into a situation where a new car comes out. And people go, man, you guys come out late to the game whenever a new platform comes out, a new car comes out. It's not that we come late to the game. We have to make sure the product we put out is going well, to be the absolute and, right thing. And that, let's be honest. Okay, the people that are saying that don't understand because, I mean, you read the same stuff I read. <clears throat> and at the end of the day, when you, when you say we have brand X and brand Y and we have our brand, nine times out of ten, they're recommending your brand because they've, they've dealt with the necessary evils and they're over it. Right. You know, and they're like, yeah, these guys might be first to market, but they're also the last on the shelf because I don't want to yeah. deal with that headache. I mean, right. there's great guys at all, all of our oh, companies, yeah. man. So it, it, it literally comes down to, I was watching the show on Saturday and you were talking about, someone asked about steering wheel controls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they were asking about the ASWC. Yeah. ASWC has its place, but if you go to another shop down the road, they may love it. Oh, yeah. Because they're used to it and oh, know how they it works. love it. But since you've been around PAC from day one. Peripheral. Peripheral. Yes. Yeah. So, Peripheral yeah. back then. Green boxes. Green boxes yeah. with purple stickers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So once you get accustomed to something and that becomes your go-to, that really is just the way you gravitate toward when you know you have a reliable oh, product. Yeah, yeah. You can get in touch with the guys. I mean, I'm, I'm one of the weirdos because I, I come from... The bay. I come from what you know. What yeah, you yeah. guys are well, still we, doing well, every day. Yeah, yes. So I know when someone's having a problem and they need someone to help them. My phone is on. Like my phone's in my back pocket right now, yeah. vibrating like crazy. When guys have, <laughs> it's because they're going, dude, man. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Man. When people have tech questions, man, I'm telling you, middle of the night, weekends, holidays. Like the other, uh, we were at Knowledge Fest, and it was we're in Long Beach, four o'clock in the morning. I had a dealer in the Philippines hitting me up because he was having issues with his DSP. Oh yeah, and he's like, oh. he's like, I can't connect to it, and I'm like, it's four o'clock in the morning. All right, give me like two minutes. Let me get up, and we Facetime for fifteen minutes. It was an easy fix, right? But that's just one of those things. I know what it's like to be in the bay and having a problem, yeah. And there's no one to help you, yeah. So I always try to be open to people to answer calls and text messages and Facebook messages and everything else. So, you know. well, and that you know, and that was okay. So this this whole thing that we do here, this. Mm -hmm. This started with a, a, the purpose of this show, not this particular show, but our show, the whole five-star YouTube thing, was to help people do their car audio. Not, mm -hmm. not necessarily install it, not necessarily, you know, we're, we're not trying to give away any secrets here. But, you know, it actually just started with the simple thing is, how do you set a clock? Right. You know, how do you, how do you make the VCR stop blinking? Right. And, and that's what we started with was... And it has exploded into everything else that it is now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we always get the question is, uh, you know, how do you, how do you answer all these questions? And it's like, we, we can't. We right. physically can't do it. But that's why we have two live shows. We have a podcast. Right. And we right. try to answer install stuff. Install diaries. And install all diaries. Yeah. You know, that if you watch the show nine times out of ten, we answer a question you're going to have. Yep. Is to just move the industry along and not not necessarily from the bay side but from yep. the consumer side we want to bring like this whole right now we have our consumers that are watching this and they they're learning something that that 
you know, there there might be a kid watching this right now that's like, holy crap, I could be you. Correct. You know, yeah, some of the and, kids yeah. they watch. You know, yeah. and yeah. you know, Fernando has a little kid come up to him the other day, and he goes, "This is hilarious." Fernando comes over and he goes, "You're not gonna believe what this kid said to me," and I'm not gonna do my Mexican accent, but he goes, <laughs> "The kid goes, I don't like your show." He goes, yeah. "No, it gets better." He goes. I love your show. Nice. Yeah, that's crazy. Nice. I was like, and I was working going, in a car and just like, what? you know, and it's like, and we get text messages all the time. Or we get, you know, I, I read emails all the time of people saying, you know, I was never in, I, I haven't been in car audio since I was, you know, in high school right. or since I was in college. And man, I can't wait. I, I, I love watching your show. I can't wait to buy my next DVD player. I can't wait to get <clears> a set of speakers. Or they just go, I just like watching it because it brings back old memories of, you know, and, or, or they'll be like, man, I can't believe you guys are, are doing this stuff to these cars. You know how many people so get up every day and hate their jobs? Like, they uh. hate the rollout of <laughs> I mean, no. this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, we, we would not be doing what we do if we didn't love it, you know? I yeah. mean, it, it's uh, not like a just go in, punch the clock. We enjoy, we're car guys, number one. You have to be yeah. a car guy to be in this industry. Yeah. You got to be a tech geek. You know, you have to have some sort of liking for the whole guy automotive you know type of I, environment yeah. so which is yeah. totally weird because i'm not any of those guys dude i'm a star wars nerd i don't know what i'm doing here but man. you love all the cameras and everything else and all the digital <laughs> all the stuff, technology you know, so, yes yeah, yeah you just I, happen to be good with a set of tools and that just turns into a different craft so yeah, yeah. You know, not, yeah. not everyone's meant for college i tried college it wasn't for me oh dude trust me i went to school it, for me it, it wasn't dude, for me i did two years as an architect that's, really? Oh yeah. That's that's where all this came from. I, re I remember growing up, and my family, uh, a few people in my family would be like, you know, you work at a stereo shop. Like, oh, everyone said that know, to me. When are you gonna get a real job? <laughs> oh yeah. Trust I, me. I remember graduating high school. I was working still at the shop, you know, and I was in Deca. You remember what Deca was in high school? Yes. So you went to school for half the day. You got out and went yeah. to work and okay. things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kept up with your grades and everything else. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, I graduated high school in '94. It tells you how old I am. I graduated high school in '94. I graduated in '90. Making thirty, you know, over thirty thousand dollars a year, you know, inst installing a shop. I was working for Procter and Gamble. Doing what? Uh, remodeling of stores and product placement on shelves. Wow. You you you, you thought this was all just? There's a lot. See, I I met because <laughs> I met you when I first moved down. Yes, so exactly. I knew the story of you and Nathan, you know, knowing each other and working together back yeah. in the day. No, so Nathan, I, I would, Nathan still shows me or talks about his Bonneville. Oh Jesus Christ! With the yes, Orion yes. And I'm sure he's got the, the same back, story. So. Tells him we almost died. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've heard that a dozen times. No, no, I, I went to school for architecture. I was I was an architecture major. I I, I drew forever. I was going to be an accountant. I was, I was not really going to be an accountant. Yeah, I'm really good with Tinky, man. But yeah, I yeah. was going to be an accountant, and that was that was where I was headed, and I got bit by the car bug. So. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Chris Bennett say uh, nothing is better than a real factory person that cares enough to be cares enough available yeah, to their dealer base. To yeah. the dealer base. Chris, yeah. Chris is the same way, man. There's yeah. a lot of good guys in our industry that bend over backwards to, you know, help people and educate people. So anytime yeah. I saw Chris, Chris yeah, anytime I didn't even know I was on vacation, I sent him an email. He emailed me back, and I was like, oh man, I didn't know you were on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> My bad, sorry, bro. Um, all right, so Amp Pro is cool. It's the future for sure. It's yep. going to continue to get bigger. Yeah, more and more models coming. Okay, and like, okay, now just to Amp Pro One was the C whatever C two A. Yeah, well, it was just because yeah. it doesn't matter. Yep. And then we have the current iteration of Amp Pro, and we're running with that AP four. But the question we always get is, should I buy an Amp Pro or should I buy like a DSR one or something like that? Because you can. 
interface and, and the reason the, the whole DSP. question is yeah. the DSP. Yeah. Now, my answer to that is is always it really just depends on how intimate you want to get with your stereo system. Like, right. do you have the capability to manipulate 32 bands of equalization on every channel? Right. Um, and and at the end of the crossover is pretty cool. Time corrections not so hard. Um, and I, and I mean that general. I'm not taking a perfect time correction. I'm talking like front rear sub time correction, not tweeter mid mid race. <coughs> that kind of time correction gets way out of hand. Um, but that 32 band EQ is, is a real killer, um, for sure. That can really that that will make this system very difficult. So I always say those are the things you have to take into consideration. However, we both know that maybe the third iteration of an amp pro well <clears throat> will be if coming. I, if I was able to take this shirt off and speak unofficially, no, you don't have to speak officially. No, um, <laughs> we we we're looking at that. Um, yeah. There may or may not be something to that effect. Can't say if it's no, no, no. You don't you have know, to. going to be a whatever don't worry, brand. These guys or, don't say nothing. You know anything else? But no, we're, we're definitely working on it. And that's one of the things that I think we do really well. And um, it's funny, Nathan, our yeah. buddy Nathan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we talk about a lot of our products when we're making them being first to market. Right. Eric Leclerc, the other guy that works with us, yeah. came up with something really cool that we Mustaches. talk about. Yeah, Mr. Mustache. <laughs> that's in a lot of our product videos. Um, yeah. <laughs> Eric came up with a, a saying uh, a couple weeks ago that Nathan brought up to me, and it's really cool. So we may not be first to market with a lot of things, but we are a lot of times best to market. Like look yes. at our Camaro kit. Yes, you know, well, totally revolutionized. You know, <laughs> dash kit. I mean, radio installation for the Camaro. So I kind of look at Amp Pro, the second iteration of Amp Pro, well, third, third iteration, yeah, third of iteration Amp of Amp Pro, kind of being that because we're looking what we look at what everyone else does, and we look at how difficult consumers because we do a lot of consumer, you know, we get a lot of dealer information and look at how hard things are to interface with and what kind of time frame it takes for people to do stuff. We spend a lot of time talking to you. We talk to guys at Cartoons here in Largo. We talk to my guys, Cartoons back in Atlanta. We talk to a lot of different guys, you know, Ada and dealers all over the yeah, place. Yeah. You know, we, we send them prototype stuff. We have our close-knit little group of uh, specialized guys, you know, pack pros around the country. That we, uh, you're one of our pack pros and I all the other guys, yeah. and um, yeah, I mean, we really try to get on the uh, installers, get into the installers' mind frame, and figure out exactly what they need to make their jobs easier. And that's one of those scenarios of the next generation of uh, Amp Pro. And there again, like I said, Amp Pro to me is is a future, and I feel like the future is bright, and I feel that's a category that's going to keep growing. Mm -hmm. Let's take it. Let's change here for a minute and not talk about tech. Let's talk about fun shit stuff. Okay. Let's talk about Phoenix Gold. Because man, at the end of the day, <clears throat> Phoenix Gold is is really. It's the fun part of amp. It's the fun part of amp. It's the emotion. It's it's the. It, it's your favorite. I, I'm assuming yeah. it, it's got to be your favorite. Yeah, it is. I mean, know. at the end of the day, you know, you can talk about amp pro until you're blue in the face. You can talk about radio pro until you're blue in the face. You yeah. Can talk, and and you can bang your head with this. Why are people buying SWRCs <laughs> instead of CP2s? Yeah. Why are it's so much better? We have an app for yeah. And the way I try to explain it to people in our company is that all the other brands we have are necessities. Pack integration. Yes. yes. You can't even start to put in a aftermarket radio without an integration piece. Correct. For the pack. Yes. And you need right. to connect your phone. There's iSimple. Well, I mean, that's just the wall we're looking at. We right. Yeah, the, yeah, the wall behind you. You know, <laughs> when you're trying to connect your phone into a car, you have iSimple to keep you know connected. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're trying to not back up over your kids, and you want to you know see all this yeah. other stuff. We have Echo Master, our safety yeah. brand, right? Phoenix Gold. Hey, you know, nice conversation, you, by the way. 
I saw that picture. Hey, you never hear anyone going, hey, man, did you hear that pack harness go down the road? Yeah. You know, yeah. Did, you, did you hear that, you know, Echo Master camera shaking my windows as they went by? <laughs> no. <laughs> Phoenix goal is the emotion, you know, car audio, speakers, amplifiers. People's number one, uh, the thing they want to upgrade when they come in the shop typically is the sound of their car. Yeah. They want better audio, but then they want bass. Well, you know, bass it, is the emotion of our industry, you know. Mm -hmm. Everyone remembers that first time they heard real bass. And that's what, you know, still draws guys in. We talk about guys that have been out of the industry for so long. Yeah. And the first story they tell is it's, the yeah. biggest car they built with oh. the biggest oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you know? I, I, dude, man, I had two twelves, I had two tens, <laughs> I had two eights, and it sounded amazing in my Camaro. Yeah. It was an IROC Z bro. That was so bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so this before guy. you talk about this, uh, okay. okay, so Thomas say any plans to update the TI2 amps or, or to the TI3? TI2 amplifiers, it was Thomas Byers, the yep. pronounced his yep. name. Thomas, so the TI2 amplifiers are completely discontinued. Um, they are pretty much gone from uh, our inventory because we released the new TI3 line at CES this past January. So the TI3 line completely replaces the older TI2. It's big. It is big, but there's a reason. Well, because it needs to be. It yeah. needs to be. I'm glad you understand this. Back when we made real cars, cars were big, motors were big, and everything else. Yeah, but they're but gone now. They're, they're gone now. Everyone can't small. drive a little smart car. <laughs> Why not, man? 415s and a Prius is a Prius? awesome. Yeah. 415s and a Prius may fit, but how are you going to power those amplifiers? Hey, listen, man, I had that same debate and I lost, so... Yeah. <laughs> ten amps, of, it ten amps of current are never going to drive 415, so just... Yeah, uh, tell me that, but I lost that argument, so... Right. So, what we have is, this is... This is the TI-3. TI-3 1200.4. Now there's how many in this line? There are four amplifiers in the TI-3 line. There are two multi-channels, uh, the TI-3 1200.4 and the 1600.6 that's going to be coming out in another month or so. It's going to be bigger than this? It is going to be a little bit longer because it's six channels. This is a four channel. Oh, okay. And then there's two mono blocks, the TI-3 1300.1 and then nice. the 2000.1. So the 1200 and the 1300 are the same chassis size, so you can make matching amp racks. Okay, and then and the, the other two will be the same And the other two are the exact same size. Jesus, well, yeah. people look at these things, like these and the SX2 that you guys like yeah. on the wall. Yeah. And they go, just like you, you pull out a box and you go, Jesus, this is big. Yes. That's what she said. Well, but, yeah, yeah. You know, it's... They still fit in typical installation places, like even in my car and in Ken's truck. And other, I've been able to put these amplifiers you under see that seats. Little eight hundred one point five Kenwood five channel, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I see that little Kenwood chip and five channel. Dude, did you no, dude? Did you see old school car stereo? I did. did that. Did yeah. you see the power that yeah. thing is kicking? That little pioneer. Amplifier yeah, ninety six oh five. That was monstrous. Holy yeah. 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 Wow. It's just a totally different way of approaching things. You know? He's a great guy too. If you ever need him to do anything for you, let me know. Christian, that the this the one is a four channel. channel. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one's a four channel. Yeah, Derek, Christian, Derek, this one Derek is a four channel. Yeah. We talk all the time. So this one's a little different. So in the TI three series, we uh, have new technology um, that goes between the TI three and the SX two series. Uh, base shift. Base shift is your typical sub knob. Yeah. But it also has variable phase for the subwoofer, so that way you can blend your subwoofer mid bass. Uh, so I don't know why that sounds like a John feature. Oh, John John Catalano. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. So so, much so like a John we already feature. had the variable phase on the actual yes. amplifier. But the problem with that was you'd be in the front of the vehicle, you he's in the back of the vehicle, because yeah. yeah. you know, or you're running back and forth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the trunk's open, you can yeah. never do it right. 
So in order for us to make it a single adjustment where you can physically sit in the driver's seat and make an adjustment and really understand what's going on. And this is actually true phase, not polarity. Correct. It is actually true phase. So and for those who don't know the And phase. it's variable from 0 to 180 and not just a normal 0 or right. 180 switch on the amplifier or in the head unit. Right. So, um, yeah, so now base shift allows you sub-level control and variable phase on your subwoofer output. In TI-3 and in SX-2. The other major feature in SX, I'm sorry, in TI-3 is power shift. Right. So this is another technology thing that was created by John Catalano and Kevin Kunze. Um, and it allows you to shift the voltage inside the amplifier, shift your power around to the channels. So if you're doing an active system, let's see you guys are starting to do a lot more active stuff and doing, you know, higher end installs. Don't you care, you know, Focal and Audison and all this like stuff. You say we never do high end installs. <laughs> <laughs> all these big brands, you know. Uh, so. Before we go, I'm sorry. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for uh, for joining us. You have to leave. That's all right. We're going to say yep. we're going to keep going. We're not going to yep. let Jason be the keeper of the time tonight. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. So base shift. So this amplifier in normal mode right. is 225 watts into four channels. Okay. So this is a monster, yes. right? Oh, Jesus. 900 watt four channel amplifier. Is this, is this this is AB? No, it is a full range D amplifier. Okay, all right. And typical class D amplifiers yeah, yeah, are small. Yeah, yeah. But we change it from the previous TI2 instead of having yes, wires which, on each yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wind plate design. Yeah. But we make a ton of power. Yes. The, yeah. The previous four channel was only a thousand watts at max. Right. Okay. This unit will go above twelve hundred watts. Okay. So okay. that's why I got a lot bigger, better components, better board layout. We actually have the m well, enough heat sink to dissipate the heat in the right way. I was going to say. I mean, I, I was talking to a guy today. I, today or Saturday, it's all blur. When we were talking about Phoenix Gold, and I was like. Because he was complaining about this, that, and the other, and I was like, "Look, when when Stinger bought Phoenix Gold, Phoenix Gold when was Amp bought Phoenix okay, Gold. that's what I meant. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, we, I, yeah. So when Amp bought Phoenix Gold, it was in disarray, Correct. and they they bought holdings and products, and they had to sell through it because it was an investment. Correct. And then those products turned into what the previous generation was, mm -hmm. uh, which at the end of the day was still a learning experience. Right. Well, I mean, we're, we're nine years into the brand now. Yes. Because it was an original U.S. brand back when Keith Peterson, who you right. know, actually was a part of AMP for a really long time after we bought them. Uh, and it was a process. Yes. We literally, Phoenix Hole used to be that premier brand. Right. It was nothing other than PG back in the day. So this is the third, technically the second, but the third reincarnation that you guys have had with the product. Correct. And this is this has definitely evolved. A lot, way miles better than yeah. any of the previous yeah, products. So. For sure. I mean, yeah. the six channel, the little, the little six channel we have up there is, yeah, yeah, you know, sexy. Uh, I'd say, what about the special edition nine channel bank? Zen. Zen oh, nine. the Zen? Zen. It's coming. I know everyone's like, yeah, you know, that's one of those things in cardio that happens. Look yeah. at, I mean, look at, it's happened a million times before. Well, look at JBL with the the CarPlay radio. That, uh, you know, right, and they had to retract it. You know, yeah, they said so it never our came thing, out. We it came out, we came out like... with a design. We came out with a concept for the Zen Nine, and we could not physically. We cannot let the product go out no. until we know it's manufactured to its highest capability. Yes. It's going to do exactly what we say, right. and you know, it just has to be when it's it a has limited edition. It has to be a product to perfect. Work. Yes, yeah, and I mean, well, perfect. I mean, let's let's look at a couple. Of, I mean, you know, when the DSP was first introduced. Um, it was introduced and it was wrong, and it was like, all right, do we do we do wrong or do we do right? And it was like, well, wait, we'll do right because at the end of the day, what's the hurry? Right. What are you missing out on? Right. You know, and and honestly, the only other company that really is good at that is Alpine. Right. 
You know, because Alpine's like, we don't care if we're two years behind everyone. We want to come out with a product that is going to be bulletproof. That's right. And mm -hmm. it's going to be right. Um, and they're, you know, that's why, you know, a lot of people, oh, Alpine this, Alpine that. It's like, yeah, but it, it's solid. Right. Like, it'll never do dumb shit. Yep. Oh, sorry. All right. All right. Hey, you have no hair. <laughs> yeah, I actually I got my hair done before, before I came over today. So, so anyway, so we, we got we got these new guys here, yeah. and it is heavy. That's nice. It's very heavy. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so anyway, power shift. I got power shift. Yes. Sorry, power yes, shift. Yes, we, we went so bad. Two twenty five by four, right? Yeah, I know that's so silly. Okay. So power shift. So it's two twenty five by four, right? Okay. Yeah. So if you're in an active system, you don't want two hundred twenty five watts going to your tweeters. No. So when you put the amplifier in power shift mode, it adjusts the voltage rails and takes that power from the front two channels and moves it to the rear channels for your mid bass or mid range or subwoofers, whatever you're going to do. Right. So it goes from two twenty five down to one fifty by two. Okay. And then takes your two twenty five by two in the back up to three hundred by two. Oh, wow. Mm. All right. Yes. Now, imagine if you're going to do a set of components in the front. Yes. And then subwoofer off the back. Okay. So 225 by 2, two um, 225 by 4. Right. And you bridge channels 3 and 4. Okay. And in normal mode, it's 600 watts at 2 ohm mono. Mono, two ohm mono, two ohm mono. Holy crap! Right, PG's always been able to do really low ohm load, so we right. can do one ohm stereo. Okay, which is two ohm mono. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, there we go. Everything sense. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you put the amplifier into power shift mode on channels three and four on a four channel amplifier, you can let front one and two play your front components without a problem. Right. You can take channels three and four and bridge them down to a two ohm mono load and get over nine hundred watts out of back half of the amplifier. Wow. All day long. Okay. Power. I mean, the amplifiers are solid. They're they're monsters, and people wonder why they're so big because they make a lot of power. Remember the Rockford Power Series amps that were like really big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we everything was big back in the day. The, yeah, we got one screwed the wall. wall back there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll in the install bay. Yeah. We have yeah. a two thousand. Yeah. yeah, every everything was big. I mean, because you have to put in. Big capacitors, big output sink. devices. You need heat sink to dissipate the heat. Yeah. And unfortunately, that was one of the things we learned with our uh, previous models was that you, you had to have that. This is Josh Landau from JML Audio calling me right now because he needs a tech question. you want to hear how this goes? This is a typical thing. Yeah, Josh yeah, calls me. Ahead. Ahead. It's probably going to be a problem. Hey, Josh. How are you? I'm good. Hey, I'm actually doing Facebook Live with uh, the guys from Five Star Car Audio. So you're on Facebook Live. I'm taking your tech call in front of the whole world. Yeah, I'll call you back after the show. All right, thanks. See, always, always taking calls. The Toyota Tundra. There you go. Uh, actually, Jason said the tech support on app is really nice. So, I mean, how often do you guys? I mean, you guys are right around the corner from us. So, I try to call no tech support. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. I try never to call tech support. And you know why? Because you're an old school installer. I hate tech support. You try to figure things out for yourself. Yes. Yeah. You do understand that electronics are not always going to work directly out of the box. The, the only time I, okay, I, I tell you right now, when I call tech support, the only reason why I'm calling them is for them to tell me that I'm, one, not crazy, and two, the product doesn't work. Right. And that's it. Right? So <laughs> you go, all right, I figured as much. Yeah. Unless I'm calling that company when we're talking about that steering wheel control you were talking about earlier, in which yeah. case they're telling me I'm not pushing the button fast enough or I'm pushing it too slow. Right. And I'm like, are you guys out of your mind? Because yeah. Yeah. I'm either doing Morse code for people on crack and speed yeah. or I'm, um, no, this is, this is garbage. 
Yeah. Bye, I mean, Willie. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that another thing, another part about our industry is that newer installers and people that aren't as seasoned as we are, and there well, are it's guys all little are, black boxes. Yes, little I, black I boxes. Mean, and th these things drive me nuts. There's there's this magical piece of paper inside of all of these boxes called the manual. <laughs> oh no! Don't get me wrong. I mean, nobody if, reads that. Like you've seen install diaries. What's oh, yeah. the one thing we always talk about? I literally go. And people go, oh, we're installing another radio today. It's like, look, I could show people how to install a radio pro 50 times, and right. I will still get 100 questions on it. And it's like, yeah. I just did six in a video. Right. You know, but that's fine because I, I look at those questions and I go, all right, maybe I didn't, I didn't yeah. do this right or I didn't describe it right. And so then we'll go the next one we shoot. I'll, be, I'll talk about those points. Mm -hmm. So for us, it makes great content. Because if somebody's asking a question, clearly I, I didn't explain yeah. it right, so I'm going to go back and... Or they're just, you know, skimming through and not really taking everything in, yeah. but well, there's I, I come that. from an install generation where yes. we had to read manuals. In 1990, oh, yeah. dude, there was no direct text. Well, no, dude, in 1990, there, there, there was, was no, no internet. Wow. Yeah, I mean, so you're you're literally... <laughs> dude, every, we had the install books. They, they used there to print diagrams yeah. for relays and installation news and all this stuff, so I remember, like, keeping that stuff when oh, yeah. JL had their subwoofer Bible, Excalibur had their tech book. That said in your install bay, right? Oh yeah. Alpine big the gate book. Oh, I love those. I was so right, dude. I I really kick myself. I think of how I threw all that crap away because I was like, God, I really. Love You'd be surprised what you can buy. I since I'm building, I bought that '92 Prelude. I'm doing an old school system in it. <laughs> okay. So I mean, every everything has to be between '92 and '96 in order to be a part of the build, right? Okay. So I went and bought Alpine um, tech manuals from '92, '93, '94, '95. I bought a '76 18 cassette player. I have the '59. 5957, no, 5959 CD changer. Let's not spoil it. Once you get it done, yeah. we'll do a feature on it. Cool. Yeah, okay, so nice. we'll, we'll do a feature mm -hmm. on it because I yeah. know people love to see that. Yeah, old school um, car stereo is where it's at, man. It's, oh, it's yeah. for us nostalgic guys, you know. People I got like old cars. I like, uh, I like new stuff. I'm a, I like new I'm stuff new too. Guy. I mean, I, I train like, people and we. When, we when do I have people come in and they're like, hey, I remember. No. No, no. <laughs> no, you know this. No, you don't want to no. put in the ATCA. No, no, no. I have a 280 GX screwed on the wall over I know, there. It's it always cool it, when I come in and see that. You know, and that was my first. That was my first real amp. I went from a Sherwood 240 to a 280 GX. Sherwood 240. Oh yeah, I had a Sherwood 240 and a Sherwood 180 because they matched. I had to have both. First, um, first amplifier. Yeah, let's talk about first amplifier you ever bought. Uh, it would have been a JSE amplifier, Jet Sound Electronics. Jet Sound. Yeah. First I amplifier. Had, uh, audio band. Audio bun with um, with the flames. Oh, yeah. I don't remember the model number, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. First major yeah. brand amplifier I ever bought was a Pioneer GMH50. Little. I kept walking into the shop in Auto Creations by Tim yeah. and talking to the owner Mark, and I, I kept like seeing this amplifier, seeing this amplifier, and saving my money. And I finally spent a bunch of money on this amplifier, and it was only two channels. Yeah. And oh only, yeah. And it was Dude. fifty by two. You know. Two twenty SX was. Yeah. Was, so. Yeah. Yeah, I always remember that those when you save up and you buy what you see in the magazine. It's like we don't really have good cardio magazines. What was it like the, we used to? The, so. the the CD player, the Alpine CD player, the pullout, the seventy nine oh nine. But it had to be the seventy nine oh nine. Yeah, twelve eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, I had to finance that. I think I was in high school. I had my mom co-sign so I could get one of those. Yeah, dude, let me tell you what that CD player. That was the most rock hard CD player. That went into like five different cars. I ended up selling that. Like it went in my wife's car. It went in my buddy's car. I mean, that thing was around for yeah. 10 years. I remember when my buddy Tommy Heights, who worked with me at that shop, Audio Systems, he bought a Sony U8000. And that thing was well over 1200 1300 bucks. I mean, that was like the... 
best CD player that they offered back then. And it was just like, why in the world? But turn around to, you know, mid-2000s. Yes. Here I am at Cartoons of Atlanta paying $4,000 for an Alpine F1. Oh, you, you know, bought one of those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been, yeah, I was an F1 nut. I went to F1 school twice and everything else. I was I, yeah, always I mean, into the big tech stuff. So that's Yeah, but, I mean, that's what you did. I mean, when we became a Clarion dealer, it was like... Clarion uh, Pro Audio, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything... Did you get an auto PC? A what? Auto PC. Which, you know, oh, no. Auto yeah, PC? no, we, we, no, we had severed ties by the time the oh, auto PC okay. came out. Uh, they didn't like our approach to the uh, Alpha Touch control issue. Oh, so you know, yeah. we were like, yeah, well, yeah, we had issues with that, and they were like, yeah, you guys don't need to be a dealer anymore. We're like, yeah, you know what? Alpine's right there, going, hey guys, yeah. hey guys, hey, remember us? And we're going Studio Five Hundred. Yeah, Studio Five Hundred. Okay, yeah. so all right. Oh, Zapco so, Studio Five Hundred. Yeah. So real quick, um, hey James is here. Hey, we were talking about you earlier about your Jag. Yeah, <laughs> sucks to be you. Um, <laughs> So let's talk real quick. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's bring this back around. These amplifiers are gigantic. Yes. Now Stinger, because um, because amp, amp amp decided to do Ample something Ample. smart. Yep, yep. Yep. Which was we look we, we understand that not everyone can be a Phoenix Gold dealer. Correct. Okay. And we don't want everyone to be a Phoenix Gold dealer. Correct. But we also want to have products that are in the in, that are like Phoenix Gold, but we need to put them somewhere. Correct. And last year or the year before. We did a we did a video for them where we were with the cool little marine amp, mm -hmm. and they promptly came over and exchanged it for a Stinger version. Correct. So micro amplifiers. Let's talk about those for a minute mm -hmm. because they're you know they're a thing. They're a real thing. Yeah. That's what people at the end of the day everyone's going small. So for Amp Global to answer the need, we have these new Stinger amplifiers. Correct, so under the Stinger brand now, we have two amplifiers that are in stock and shipping now. I don't know if you yes. guys have got them. I uh, yeah. So there's a two-channel SPX 350.2 and the four-channel SPX 700.4. Uh, basically, and two channel, small. and they're very small. They're, they're a little small. bit bigger than a CD case. I'll get some mm -hmm. in and we'll put them on the show. Yeah, yeah. so 100 by two, I'm sorry, 125 by two, at 4 ohm stereo, 350 by 1 at 4 ohm mono, then the 4 channel is exactly the same thing, 125 by 4. But they are very compact, plenty of power. So in the Stinger brand, it's now our power sports brand. Not yeah. only is it all the accessories you guys talk about all the time, all the wire, yeah. roadkill, and terminals, and batteries, and things like that, it's now an audio brand. So marine speakers, power sports uh, kits. Now those two amplifiers are conformal coated? They are conformal coated. So not only can you put them in a car, you can also you can put also them use in them your, in a boat, motorcycle, ATV, razor. Crazy with them. Yeah. Have you seen the adapter we make for the Polaris razor? You take the hood off. You I was take just the dash off. Reading about it last. Yeah, time. I have to bring you one if you hadn't seen it. But yeah. yeah. So we have a ton of new products under the uh, Stinger brand. We have a dedicated marine line now that's like complete. So, with subwoofers and everything. Yeah. So okay. Um, and you got new RCAs coming. New out. RCAs. We have the we have new um, ABYC Marine certified power wire as well. Yes. So that's the Siamese wire. So it's two runs of everything. Yeah, and you're going to come the out proper with colors and everything. Dedicated kits for dedicated kits for boats. Dedicated kits for razors for motorcycles. Which I'm excited about. Yeah. Because I mean, it's 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 going to be no different because no other cardio company is doing that. Correct. No one is really, you know. 
that that's one of the. I mean, we don't do a lot of marine here, but we sell a lot of marine because right. let's be honest, we're in Florida. We sell a yeah. ton of marine. Mm-hmm. Um, we just don't install it. We, we have some outside guys that do it for us because we just don't have the facility to right. do a boat here. But the problem that we always run into, and that I stress with Paul, is like, dude, you can't just sell an amp kit. Right. You you can't just sell an amp kit. Yeah. Ice King needs to talk more. He's left behind. No, he's cool. No man, I'm just new to this. I'm I mean, just you know, enjoying old guys, all young guys, young guys, young guys got taken in. Yeah, in 18 yeah. years, you'll have your own show and you'll be talking to some young buck, and yeah, I'll be over so. in the corner going, <laughs> "Yeah, you guys done yet?" No, no, no. Yeah. I, um, believe me, I so enjoy everything, man. Yeah, so these micro amplifiers, this whole new product line, this is going to be big for you guys, and yes. this, I'm, I'm assuming that this is a product that's going to develop. Yeah. So um, it's, I mean, this is just the first, uh, the first complete offering from us um, under the power sports umbrella so like I said marine v-twin which covers all of our motorcycle Harley yeah. type scenarios um, and then the uh, so earlier we had a question real quick about Harley and pro for Harley and pro for Harley for your 14 and up uh, Harleys that have that really nasty factory EQ curve that is definitely in the works okay definitely in the works so there we go because what's out there now is a flasher so yes. if you have a Harley ride yes. and you flash the guy's motorcycle, he goes back for an oil change or any service, they flash it back to factory. Correct. Right. And he has to come back here, you guys have to flash it, it and then, yeah, so we're going to make it right the first time. Put our piece in, it's going to change everything and be James, yes, this will be a podcast sometime tomorrow, probably. Yep. Um, are you going to are you going to have an interface for yeah that's the bill was asking, are you going to have a, a, an interface for a Harley Rushmore system? Yep. 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 Exactly. Yes, so, we will. Yep. Yeah. And that's probably much later in the, <laughs> the time frame, I'm assuming. So, other new products that, that we should be excited about that between now and CES that have come out or being talked about. Um, I know there's a lot of new things in the works, mm-hmm. um, but things that we can talk about that we might not have mentioned just before we wrap this up. Any, any last things you could think of that are um, new and exciting? My baby. Exactly. The, the DSP. DSP. Yes. You know, and that's, yes, the DSP, because I feel bad. We really haven't done you much love on that. That's all right. I, I mean, know. I, I, I know. We need to. I'm always traveling, so, you know, we I we talk about it, but I haven't been around much, so, yeah. So, the DSP 8.8, um, it is a typical DSP, in for lack of a better term. Oh, it but is. It, um, it's an OEM device, so you can run eight channels of high-level input into it, and it can... Uh, sum those channels back together to uh, blend those audio inputs to make a, a flatter yeah. curve. Yeah. Um, it has six channel RCA input, uh, eight channel RCA output, and it's built in line driver, get up five volts out. 31 band parametric EQ per output channel. 30 band? 31, wow. yeah, 30 band parametric per output channel. Crossover adjustable, uh, crossover topology, adjustable crossover slope from six to 30. The proactive uh, automatic time delay calculator, but the super crazy cool feature part of the DSP 8.8 is that the DSP 8.8 is the absolute first DSP in the world to ever work on all the major platforms. Yes, okay. we work so on PC, Windows PC. Okay, we work on Mac. We work on iOS, Android. I mean, and sorry, and iOS and Android. Yep. Yeah, iPhone, ta- uh, iPad, and. Um, Android tablets and phones as well. No other DSP has been able to do that before our DSP came out. Also, our DSP is Wi-Fi capable as well, 
whereas most other DSPs are either RCA input, AUX input, high-level input, or there are still some cool ones out there that do Bluetooth as well. Yes. <laughs> but ours uses Wi-Fi for communication, um, tuning, and also for music streaming. Because Wi-Fi, of course, we know is bigger bandwidth, so you faster. Can stream right to the device. Stream right to the device without the use of a head unit. Which is, you know, like a lot of people, like. I'm sorry, I have to go. You say we have to do a special episode. My number, <laughs> Jeff. All right, <laughs> see you, Ada. So, you know, right now the DSR one is is popular. Mm -hmm. It's it's uh, you know Rockford is Rockford and Idata are both putting their effort behind pushing that out to people and right. getting people into the know as far as what it can do. Right. And it's funny because everything you just talked about is everything that people ask us, does it do? And it's like, no. Right. It's, it's not designed, it, it's like, it's it's a basic DSP, whereas yours is a full DSP. Exactly. And that's where people have to see the differences between price points and feature sets. Like, there's a there's a customer who only wants to be able to get in his car and do limited things, and then you got the audio tweaks. You got yes. the the competition guys. You Don't got the use guys the word tweak. It's copyright by somebody else. All right, you got the audio files. There you yes. go. You have the yeah. audio files. Let's call them nerds. I believe right. that is what they're audio called. Nerds. Audio yeah. nerds. Right. I I am audio nerd. I have exactly. been for years. Yes. Um. So, but yeah, I mean, it's the DSP was created because we had a need in Fitness Gold to round out the uh, line in order to have something where the audio files we chose the brand have a way of EQing their system, setting up time correction. You guys talk about time correction a lot in your mm -hmm. show, uh, setting that up because that allows you to set the speaker, uh, the system up to for your driving position. Mm -hmm. You know, or if you want the passenger or never the passenger. Driver position. Standard you guys never, never yeah. set up for passenger? I don't care about the passenger. Well, see, with our piece, we have six presets. You can make one for passenger, for both seats, for, yeah, yeah, you no, know, however, the, the for different types of music. No. So you have that option that you can set it up for? Yeah, you can well, set it up for any, okay. you know, and have different presets, different uh, EQ curves and crossover settings. I, 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 I Wi-Fi streaming? He didn't even know that! <laughs> so, it's, so one of the cool things I always tell Joking. people, you have six presets, right? So you have yes. your driver preset. Mm -hmm. For for you guys, there's a passenger yeah, yeah. preset. Yeah. You have your rap music preset. You have your techno. You have your whatever else. What is this, what is this rap music you tell? Yeah. I am not familiar with such a hmm. classic. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got your DJ Magic Mike uh, bass music. Yeah, does he cut the record? You got that preset, and then you got that Friday I'm letting my hair down. I just got paid preset, where you're just gonna turn it all the way up, you know, and just. Beat the hell out of your system. I want to just say right now, my factory Boston acoustic does all this. I don't. I have no idea. I have no need for any of this nonsense. I probably still have one of those Camaro kits in the warehouse somewhere. Oh, yeah, I got a brand new one. Oh yeah, we have the kit. Oh no, we have the kit. It's just like you just have it. It's just I actually just flashed it yesterday because nice. I had uh, Jethro come yeah. in because he couldn't get it to flash. Turns out we were both idiots and didn't want to read the instructions. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, you know, I was kicking myself too because when we when we did it the first time, I was like, let's film the video real quick, and then mm -hmm. we didn't. Yeah. And then I'm over there, and and I was talking to Ernie, and Ernie goes, hit this button. I was like, oh, damn it, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. yeah so no, I just flashed it yesterday. No, hopefully by the end of this week we'll have that rectified. Yeah. But okay, <laughs> ask Andy Weinmeyer about two. Oh Jesus, no. Matt Schaefer, <laughs> what's up, yeah. Matty? Um, oh, is that uh, is that your boy, Fernando? Matt Schaefer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, real, I watched. Uh, the Real Maddie? Yeah, The yeah. Real Maddie, yeah. With the most amazing 
uh, fab room ever. Oh, yeah, I was just in Long man. Beach with Matt um, at the Knowledge Fest in Long Beach, and we were talking a bit. Maddie does a really good class uh, on high res audio because they oh, they do a lot of uh, really high end systems. Nah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, insane. He's not putting pyramid really nice, in nice. No, no, no. Really nice uh, yeah, work cool they do. Yeah, yeah. No. He say, okay, I come back and I just took the took head off. Head off. Yeah. yeah. Things must be getting serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have took it off him again. I wasn't thinking. So. No, it's okay. Um, no, it's funny you met. You mentioned like it's funny that he's there. Um, you know because yeah, it's like why looking at his. Facility, we'll call it, because it's a facility. It's, yes. it's not a bay by any stretch of the imagination. It's like, yeah, there are some really amazing things being done in this industry right. that yeah. are, are are things we would just dream of right. mm -hmm. back in the day. Yeah. And I mean, even even what we do here, which is no comparison to the fab that they do there, because we're not we're not. You look not, at those photos. It's like you're walking into like a hospital surgical room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and you saw what you, you, know? you saw what we're trying to fix over there. Yeah, you know, and I'm just it's like, I'm, gum off the yeah, floor. I'm, like, I'm like, dude, all we're trying to do is just move some stuff around. But and dude, no joke, Ding, Ever since I met you guys and been coming here since I've been in Florida since 2014, you guys have evolved. I remember wow. when this little display here is showing people going from basic baffles to adding road kill, adding fast rings. That didn't even exist. The OEM integration is showing how you guys are doing heat shrink and. Um, well, Test yeah, the tape it's, and all it's that just stuff. a matter of time and owner. Yeah. So right. I'm not the owner. Right. <laughs> and so. it, it's still, I mean, the amount of work you yes. guys get done and still test tape, heat shrink, use ferrules, build these ABS amp mounting plates, that's commendable, every dude. Guard. I mean, there's, yeah, yeah every installation every is done that way because mm -hmm. you guys care. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you and know. it has to be serviceable. And yes. our industry is not a bunch of hacks. And that's the thing where people okay. have had a bad we, experience. We aren't, but we are. Okay. Work because not every shop is like us or like Maddie or like no and like not. those okay yeah. they're they're like not the shop you came from yeah, yeah right? exactly. I walked in that store and was like yeah look Rrr. you know there are plenty of places yeah. out there that they're there to turn a dollar yes mm -hmm. okay and, and and let's be honest this store is this way right. because we made it that way yeah. it, it it was not set up to be that way yeah you know and, we had that, to that's what it. gives our industry a bad name you know right we are skilled. Oh yeah, technicians. Well, like right. you said earlier, you know when you, when someone would say you're oh you're car stereo installer, you're gonna get right. a real job. It's like, yeah. listen, man, the stuff we're doing, you have no idea no, how complicated this is. But what's funny yeah. is that it seems like I know in my family and my friends, I'm always the guy people call when there's something that's broken electronic in the house or in their car or anything else. Well, they used to. They know better than call me now. Mm -hmm. But they used to. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. we are those oh, yeah. guys, yeah. you know. So, I mean, it's one thing because we actually do have certifications. I know. Your attitude has changed on the whole certification thing from when I first met you. That's the whole sucks. MEC, <laughs> the whole MECP, you know, certification and, you know, for it's, installers. It's funny you mention that because we did talk about an MECP certification a couple Saturdays back, mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't know what that is, and yeah. that's deep, deep magic, Mike, man. Um, that's some deep stuff there. But the problem I have with with MECP certification, and I know there's a lot of guys out there, and I know Maddie has his, and, and I commend them. But yeah, listen, that's like the poster child for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It is. And, 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 and that's great yeah. because he's found time to do it. And I've sat in lots of trainings where I have to listen to the guy spend 10 minutes about how they found time to get their master certification. Mm -hmm. and it's like, that's wonderful, man. I'm glad you're that committed to it. But my business model is in a different direction. And I would love to, 
listen, we all go to the bathroom. Correct. Okay. And what are we doing in the bathroom? We're on our smartphones. Correct. I'm not taking an MECP phone book into the bathroom with me to get MECP certified. Okay. <laughs> I would gladly take my phone and be reading through chapters as I'm sitting in there. But for some reason, uh, Solomon and the guys over there, or whoever it is that's running that, um, don't feel like that is a viable thing. Like I, for some reason, if I have okay, a PDF so you want the it, study book to be digital? Yes, yeah, 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 yes, yeah, I mean, that will be awesome. If we want, we can go on the truck of my car. You want to know the three books that are in the truck of my car? Basic, advanced, and uh, what, master. Uh, master. Master. I have all three books in the truck of my car right now. I have fifty pounds of, in a book bag that I think is a packed book bag in the trunk of my car right this minute, right now. We can walk out there. They're there because I had every intentions of doing it. But it's just not practical. It's not practical. I mean, I work, you know, like everyone else. We work right. from uh, nine, 9 in the morning till 7 at night. And then from my life consists of from 10 till 2 yep. is my second job, which is this. Right. And, you know. Well, I, I get your point, but the purpose of MECP, not to it's just, just. There again, I get it. Yeah, the I'm purpose of it, it is to qualify someone's skills as a 12 volt technician and once they can pass these tests and they, yes. be, they get a certification that is no different than someone going to college and getting a diploma someone going to mechanical school and getting a AS, uh, ASC certification yeah. and everything else so a lot of the 12 volt installers we wear our, oh, our look, patches look, proudly. Look, look at my wife. She's sitting there. You tell me to go back to school. Take your own advice. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's just one of those things you talk about. When you, you walk into any, any automotive place, you yeah. see their certifications yes. on the wall. Oh, yeah. And, and, not, and not to say that doesn't make you a, a bad installer. No. But that just means you have you, the least, basic competencies yes, you understand in what order time to work you know, within the industry. Correct. And there again, I am for that 100%. I feel that, like, any new guy... I bought Fernando the books. Yeah, right? yeah. You know? And I have no problem with that. And I, I feel that any, you know, look, Best Buy does it all day yeah, long. Best Buy is like diehard about it. You yeah. can't even touch a vehicle when you, you, when you, you work for Best Buy. You and, cannot and, and, touch a vehicle as an installer until you are basic MECP certified. And there again, that proves the point of it's a really cool piece of paper on the wall. But that doesn't mean you know how to turn a screwdriver. I have it's, no it's problem a with the learning guys. process. Yeah. It is a learning process. And you evolve. I mean, yes. dude, check it out. I've been in the industry for 28 years, and I've had install. Maybe it's changed. It was install in first class, and yes. now I have you know my basic and my advanced, and I've been studying for master for a while, and I get to, <laughs> I, I know my deficiencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's audio related, dude, I can smash anybody. Yeah. But when, I mean, back in the day when Look it was right cell phones Brian, and VCRs, you know, right? See plenty bad installers they have, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, well, yeah, but there that's, are. Yeah. But that's going to be with anything, though. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that has to do with anything. There's plenty of guys that are ASC certified that suck. There's plenty yeah. of plumbers that don't understand how to. Yeah. There's plenty of AC guys that There's are, plenty of doctors who have oh, yeah. hey, look, PhDs yeah. that you know, are horrible. Oh, hey, like, look, you, you know what you call a doctor that got a uh, that got a C average? A doctor. A doctor. <laughs> okay. I mean, at the end of the day, it, yeah. it, you know, whether he got all A's or he got all C's, he's uh -huh. still a doctor. So no, and, and there again, I I would. It's one of those things that has always bugged the crap out of me yep. because I hate not having things finished. And to me, it's one of those things that I want to finish and just do to be done with, so I don't have to deal with it anymore. Mm -hmm. But it has to be in my schedule. And yeah. to me, they've limited. Yeah, a digital format would be. Really awesome if like, you could get that. So when for you talk me, to him next yeah. time. <laughs> like so, for me, hey. I just I yeah. have a kid. 
you know, and it's it's always in my arm. So right. that would be nice if I have my phone right here. Right. But there again, and, like, and there again, like, but then again, I, I I commend Maddie because he has all those same problems, mm -hmm. and he figured it out and got it done. Right. And, and that's great, and he deserves the praise for it because oh, yeah. it was important to him. He took the time, he got it done, and and that's that's that. And, and the yes. the whole big picture of it is evolution. Like we aren't screwing under dash kits and no. eight track players into no. vehicles anymore. It's not. It's so, a lot harder. So yes, this is something I had a speaking part at CES many many moons ago. Yeah. <laughs> and it was about the installation bay that you wanted. And Josh, the guy that called me, he was a part of that panel too. And the thing that my good friend Brian Young helped me work on and develop this whole thing was evolve or die. Mm -hmm. So as a oh, car yeah. stereo shop and as an installer, you yes. have to evolve. If not, you're going to die in our industry. Mm -hmm. yes. So you have to learn to stop using drywall screws in every oh, scenario. Exactly. You know, some people preach soldering only. Some people preach, you know, crimp caps and everything else. <laughs> it's personal <laughs> choice. That's, it's personal that's choice. Awesome. You know, just yeah. use the right tools. Yeah. I had yeah. Use the right size crimp cap for the. I mean, the right butt connector for the right size wire with the right tools. Yeah, it'll do that, the job. Yeah, it'll do the job. Well, it's so funny too wait. because like Jason, I, I had, we had a, I had an installer come by today. Mm -hmm. He says, "Look, I was I was arguing with this guy, and I figured I'm going to come ask you because you're you." Yeah. And he goes, I, "He was telling me I should never solder anything. They will only use butt connectors." And I'm like, "Listen, there is." A certain amount of, okay, nothing is truly wrong and nothing is truly right, okay? Uh, you know, the, the Jedi perspective is solid here. Everything is true from a certain point of view. Exactly. Yeah. Um, should I always solder? No. Should I always use crimp butt connectors? Yeah. No. Should I use crimp caps all the time? No. The only thing we can all agree on is that you should never use a T-tap. But you're not going to agree with that because in certain <laughs> situations, you know, and that's the argument that we've all read a hundred times. If you right. put a T-tap on the right size wire, then it's not going to cause Typically right. when you, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, you've been doing this 28 years, I've been doing this 28 years. If you'd have talked to me 15 years ago, I was buying bags of T-taps just like you were. Well, and the thousands, the yeah. you know, thousands right. yeah. and thousands yeah. of T-taps went into every freaking alarm. And you're putting the same yellow T-tap on a 22 gauge wire. And a well, no, 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 no. That was, dude, I had all three colors. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Let's be honest. We all, there was three colors. I have this thing about chewing on like little plastic stuff. So that would be like my downfall. I only have a red. On so I like open it a little bit. Yeah, that's that bad. Yeah, but I mean... We, we never had those issues. I right. mean, yeah, we had service problems, and, and I'm sure now there's you know, 10 years later, and we've evolved. And yeah, like those cars said, burned to the ground by Yeah, exactly. So. And you evolved or died. I mean, yeah. you know, I used to buy bags. There again, I had installers that loved crimp caps. Right. You know, and it would just use crimp caps. It was like, hey, why don't we use these? And they're like, eh. So check this out. I came across this one shop because I do a lot of traveling. Yeah. And they only use butt connectors. They don't solder anything, right? Understandable. And they take two wires... Butt connectors, one in the center. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know where you're going And they this. only oh. put two wires on one side. They twist yes. them together, and they only put it in the larger side, right? Yep. Okay. So I asked the guy, and I'm like, why? Yeah. And what his answer was, and it works for them. They put both wires on one side. They twist them together, so you've already made your connection. Mm -hmm. Put the butt connector on, crimp it, and they leave the other side open, so if they ever need to test the wire for any reason, they can test it. Okay. And I'm like... Yeah. Okay, I get it for power. Yeah. yeah. But if you have a bad speaker shutting me on the radio, now you got to go and uncut it and everything yes. else. But yeah, but the power side of it, I got. But right. I was like, okay, if it works for you, it works for you. They do great installs. Yeah. But everyone has their own little thing. Correct. You know? yes. so, but unfortunately, because of, of the new social world that we live in, it's a, uh, if you're not doing it my way, you suck. Right. 
You know, if you're not so, doing this, you suck. And I, it's like, I tell you something really funny, real quick. Bing from Simplicity and Sound. Mm -hmm. Right. So Bing does amazing. Him and Joey and Jesse, they do amazing installs out there in California, right? And I never forget, like I would look at his installs and I'm going, he's only putting like half a box of roadkill in that car. What's up? Like I do 100% coverage. I do right, yeah, yeah, yeah. full sheet on the outside, yeah, 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 full yeah, sheet on the inside, full yeah. sheet on this way. Yeah, bank potato. And mm -hmm. but when his install is done. It sounds exactly the way it's supposed to. Right. You know, everyone has their, their different things. You know, the right. way people run wires, the way they fuse, oh, whether yeah. they use oh, yeah, tech yeah. flex or just loom and everything yes. else. Everyone's way of doing things is their own way to get to that end result. You're delivering a quality product to your customer That's that the key. sounds amazing, mm -hmm. yes. that is exactly what they wanted to pay for. Nine times out of ten, it's always more. Yes. Because we go above and beyond the call of duty. Mm -hmm. But... It's all about how you carry yourself as an installer, Correct. your business model, and well, what you can offer your customer. And then the end result is giving that customer what they pay for, that emotion. Well, that's exactly that, right. That, that desire that they want to become one with their car and just live all those memories all over again. You know, when they're playing all their old music or whatever, it just gives them that emotion. That's gotta, what they want. Oh, yeah. They got to tune into going back to Cali. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude, I, it was a guy. That, that's your jam going No, back to that Cali? was a guy. It was like, this is the song. You need to tune it to going back to Cali. I was yeah. like, yeah. seriously? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so there again, 100% agree with all that. Hey, guys, there was a small glitch in the recording. Apparently, at some point during the show, it pinged off and then pinged back on. What Jeff was asking about was, what was the most expensive damage that had ever been done to a car? And we were talking about that. So a little bit of hiccup there. Let's get back to it. No Camaros, but I did one with the Crown Victoria. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the Crown, Crown Victoria that oh, you yeah. have um, oh, and it goes in the back, the yeah. this, right there. And uh, I had an installer do, we were talking about this the other day, NSX brake line. Mm. Drove them through the firewall. And I had another one do a Chrysler, like a Sebring or something like that, master cylinder. He kept drilling. He thought it was double metal. He just kept going. <laughs> and I was like, okay. When, when Fernando came over, did you play install jokes on him? No, but I did have one guy that we had in take the drywalls and dumb dumb them to the roof. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, we had I had a guy that we we had a mobile guy that we did a lot of work. He's a big marine guy, and he got a classic red whatever Corvette, you know, the one that everyone wants, you know, from heavy metal flying mm -hmm. through the sky. Yeah, yeah. He had one of those. It was a local radio DJ, and he's like, I need you guys to do this. So this is no problem. Shaved the head off a drywall screw, hot glued it to the side of the car where I was attaching the crossover. He comes around the corner, got on his knees, about passed out, and I walked up and I flick. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and of course, that was done to me, yeah. and so I did it to him, and then I actually did that in real life, actually right through the side of a boat, because the guy tells me, he goes, put my amp right there. And I go, dude, that's the side of the boat. And he goes, no, no, put my amp right there. And I said, dude, that's the side of the boat. There's no way. No, no, it's, it's like, it's not the side of the boat. And I said, that's the side of the boat. And he goes, put the amp there. Okay, put the amp there. Drywall screws sticking out the side of the boat. He goes, what the hell happened? I said, I put, I put the, the amp, amp right there. Yeah, yeah. He goes, well, you screwed through the side of the boat. I said, I told you I was going to screw through the side of the boat. You told me to put it there. Have a nice day, buddy. You know, it's like you want to argue with me about it. Uh, there yeah, we, you go. We've all had our, our crazies, man. So. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, Diamond that's Audio. Crazy. Hello, Amp. Great stream, five star. So. That's probably Larry. Uh, somebody. It might be Larry Fridge. I don't know who's running there. Yeah, I know. Facebook page. Um, all right. So it's been fun. Yes. We've probably, this is one of the longest shows we've ever done. Yep. I'm, I'm so thankful that you came on here. Appreciate you guys yeah. having um, me, man. It was great fun. We'll have to have you back on. 
Anytime, yeah. let me know. As long as I'm not traveling. I was going to say. As long as yeah, I'm not traveling. That's why he traveled. I was like, hey, I'm home for the next two weeks. You know? Well, we had a guest that was supposed to be here today. Um, oh, so I'm sloppy. I'm no, 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 sloppy no, no, no. sucks because he, he actually that was last week. Oh, was it last week? That oh, yeah, was yeah, last. Yeah. He was supposed yeah. to be last yeah. week. I feel better now. Yeah. He canceled that last minute. He's going to come on next yeah. week, and so that was my wrist. Yeah. So we're going to. He. I don't. You ever met Mike Sajeki? Heard the name a million times, but never met. him. He owns MAG Sales. Yeah, Max Sales. Yeah, yeah. I've never met him. He's yeah. So we're actually going to have Sajeki on next week to talk. Probably more classic car audio because he's repped. Tons of brands. I mean, like, um, like, uh, what's the other one? That everyone always talks about it. Uh, U.S. Amps. He's oh, building a US Amp. yeah, we were we were U.S. dealers in. Uh, okay, real quick before we go, do you remember what the original U.S. Amp was supposed to do? What they made? They had two amps. They have a two by twenty-five and a two by fifty. Do you remember what the selling point for the original U.S. Amp was? No. So they designed the amps with the ability to piggyback one amp on top of the next. So the original sales point for the U.S. amps was you buy 25 by 2 today. Next week you buy another 25 by 2. You literally go out of the outputs of one into the inputs of the other, and you have a 50 watt by 2 amplifier. If you want to, the next week you can buy another one and piggyback out of that amp into that amp into that amp, and you'll have a 75 by 2 amplifier. That was the original, hey guys, we're US Amps, we got this cool thing we're going to do. How is that ever going to work? I have no flipping idea, but we just sat there, at, this was like at uh, Tampa Stadium, they had this big car show there, mm -hmm. and the guys were there, and they're like, this is how this stuff is going to work. And they, dude, they had this ugly gold amplifier. I remember the gold amps when and, they first started. And it was like, and I'm just sitting there with my primary, and I'm like, how is this going to work? Yeah. How, how, I mean... The 225 HCA is cool as hell, but how is this gonna work? And I was excited because I'm like, dude, that's we need to we need to sell this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But all right, guys, we're gonna let you go. This was an extremely long yep. one. Thanks again, Jeff, for coming on. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. You guys have a great night as always, and we'll see you later next time. Peace. Bye.